Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Kaysen. With me today, the man who is thoughts become things, Neo Positivity. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And as Neo reminded me before we got started here, we got a shout out to our colleague, Debbie G, who's uh, been going through some medical stuff. She had uh, some, some medical, an important medical uh, uh, procedure happened yesterday and we're pulling for you debbie we want we want you to get back in here because we have so much fun when you're with the two of us here right neil i mean hashtag hashtag we love debbie g absolutely yeah wildly going wild hitting that g spot don't be but hurt all that good stuff man we're missing it all so uh get well and uh be prepared to join us back here damn you're good at those hashtags you really really are I mean, not many people could just rip off hashtags like that. That's fabulous. I love that. Practice, practice makes perfect. Um, I'm, I'm actually happy when we don't have another guest because we have so much that we're going through that we need to share. Um, not, not so much as what we're going through, but the exercise, the mental exercises we're using to get through and maneuver Mm -hmm. these things. So I'm glad to be able to come to you guys with just Walt. Or just Walt and Debbie and really rock the house. I love the guests too, but you know, too many guests and we don't get a chance to share what we've been learning and what this we've been doing. true. Yeah. And this is the week to do it because the guest we had scheduled for today, he has a, a kid who's in school and who uh, got sick. And so he had to pull him out of school and dealing with all that stuff. So obviously we wish them well, but it does create that opportunity for you and me to have this kind of conversation, which we did very recently too. I mean, this is like two in a month, right? This is unusual. <laughs> That's what I said to Walt before the show. I said, I have to, you know, say sorry to the guests for me because I kind of manifested that. You know, I needed another. Um, and you know what? I want to jump right in and tell you just everybody a little bit of good news. Ooh. I have been ordering my T-shirts from this guy in New York for a while, uh, years now. And um, he just started up in the prices and started talking about inflation and all these fees uh. and all this other stuff. And he never done this before. And in the spirit of change, I said, let me explore other opportunities. Now, I know he's giving me the lowest price everywhere. Um, but one of my friends made a really, his wife made a really cool t-shirt using a thing called a cricket. A cricket? Yes. It's this machine that makes it very easy to make shirts like these. Mm-hmm. And, um, so long story short, I'm, I ordered a cricket. It's on its way. I was up till five in the morning researching. I know I, <laughs> I, could, I could take one apart right now if I wanted to. I always uh-huh. do that before I buy anything like drones and airplanes. Really? I, know how to, I know every nut and bolt on that thing. Um, but what's so really great about it, other than getting my shirts for, you know, way cheaper than I was paying, most of my wardrobe, I, I don't wear because it doesn't have this written on it mm. or the neo positivity. I want to be walking billboard for this message and for my brand. And so everybody, most of the people who have met me in the last five, six, seven years have only seen me in either this shirt in white or black. And this machine opens up long sleeve shirts. Really? You know, because all my shirts are coming from one guy. I got mm-hmm. a stack of long sleeve shirts right there that I could put, you know, neopositivity.com down the sleeve. I could put them on my jeans, on my pant leg, sweatpants. Uh, I like the zip up. It's like a hoodie, but with a zipper. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called, but I like those. Yep. The awesome things right here, neopositivity on the back. Like all the different possibilities are now opening in my mind of what I could do with my current That's wardrobe. Nice. That's and nice. so I'm just really, really stoked about that. And everybody's always asking me for shirts 
and make me a sweatshirt. Can you make one in pink? Can you make one in blue? And now I could just be like, you have that ability. Yeah. How about that? That's cool. Let's let's go ahead. And last time I had pink shirts, I sold out like almost immediately. Yeah. I'm not surprised. For me to get a stack of pink shirts and have them on deck for when people order them. So yeah, neopositivity.com is where you go uh, to find all that other stuff. I'm going to see if how fast. I could pull this. Where's my story? Well, I'm also curious because um, you said you did all the research. So I, I want to know the answer to this question. Now, maybe you don't know. Maybe you won't know until you actually get the machine. But do you have any idea how long it's going to take you to make a T-shirt or make a, any kind of uh, garment? Minutes. 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 Because all you're doing is you're taking the paper. You're putting it on the, the thing. It looks like a printer, but it's not really a printer. It's a cutting machine. Mm-hmm. And then you lay it out on your shirt. And the iron is this one big square and you just hold it there for 30 seconds and you're done. I mean, you wait for the paper to cool off because it's 400 degrees, but you peel it up and you're pretty much done with that side. And this whole thing, like thoughts become things is all printed out at once. Mm-hmm. And then the neo, the neopositivity.com is all printed out at once. So I could be done one shirt in a few minutes. And as long as it would take to warm up that machine and, uh, you know, get it all. And what I'll do is I'll get all these cut out already. I'll get them cut out in this size, a smaller size. I'll get the QR code cut out. I'll have a bunch of them there. So if I have a shirt, I'm like, yo, I just saw this shirt and I bought it. I'll come home, press it out. And now it's a, now it's a really nice shirt that just so happens to be representing the brand. So, so I got to ask you a second question because since it's an iron on, I mean, the limited experience that I have with these kinds of, of transfer iron on kind of thing is that they can wash out or they can get damaged in the wash. So does this get damaged in the wash? I have never used a cricket. However, when I was in karate, we used to have to iron the name of the karate school on one leg and our name on the other. And mm-hmm. I was using an iron, you know, and a little Michael's stick on that would yeah, right, right. Yeah. stick to the iron. You get yelled at for ruining the iron. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> those lasted a little while. I've been wearing these shirts for years. I've never had a letter come off. I've never had a letter. And these are iron on. I've never had a letter come off. Those are iron on, the ones that you already have? Yeah, yeah. It's really? really? All the ones that I've been using from the guy I ordered from New York. They've oh, all been iron ones, and they've never uh, so none wash out or anything. That's good. No, so and I only wear these shirts two, three times before I stink them up and gotta <laughs> get rid of them anyway, or they become a sleep shirt or some kind of washcloth, some for for a muffler on my uh, paramotor or something. Like that. <laughs> that's just been like incredibly great news, and that's just as of you know between last night and today. Um, it's it's just an awesome way to be able to share. share well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. You you got to give keep me informed about what happens with this cricket machine, because yes, if it really turns out to be as good as you think it is, I may get one. I I could see you getting one in the future. You got to put thoughts and things mean, on it though. <laughs> well, I, well, also I'm thinking put the LOA Today logo on it. Yeah, and it's the saw. So, you know what? I can actually do this. The software is so incredibly easy i've been uh i'm gonna let you you explain that my my cat's asking to come in so i'm gonna let you explain this while i let him in yeah if you look at it i was i just been playing around with the software just you know doing things you can ungroup um let me see if of course it's not going to work now ungroup the letters and you know just pull stuff apart um, I put all these things together and you basically just from here, you send it to the printer, you put your, uh, little, That's pretty uh, cool. yeah. So I'm excited about, it. I'm super excited about that. Um, 
being able to spread the message more, being able to open up my wardrobe. I have so many clothes and outfits that I haven't worn, really nice stuff just because it's not repping the brand. Like every time I'm ready to go dinner with the family and everybody's all dressed up and I have that nice shirt that I've been wanting to wear for two years now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I end up wearing the Thoughts Become Things shirt. Because guess what? Last time I went out to the dinner with the family, guess who I had a Law of Attraction conversation with? Who? Hulk Hogan. Really? Yes. In oh, my God. In a restaurant. <laughs> He, you know, he's walking and it's just like, wow. And so we started talking about the law of attraction and nice conversation. And then we actually ended up talking about it again outside. Nice. Yeah. So I got to meet his lady and everything like that. And that is uh, like amazing stuff like that. Um, I might be, I might see if I could be able to pull a picture up in Google photos and, and share my screen. But yes, that's, that's one thing. But I really want to get into the law of attraction practices because I All have. Right developed something you know i'm all about research you developed something new yes i mean i'm always developing something new in 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 the quest to find a way for the mental exercises to stick because you could say i deserve i deserve this i deserve that all day long affirmations but you forget like today you do them 10 times tomorrow you do them too the next day you don't do them at all Mm. that's just as people we get used to things so i'm always looking for things like even with crystals i keep them in my pocket every day but after three or four days they're just there you know, like my little sack of crystals. Um, so everything like this wristband, the poker chips, we get used to them. And so I'm always looking for something that's more permanent. And I actually really haven't found anything. And I'm also looking for something that will wake me up to it during the day. Like just waking up in itself mm. is it's tough to do when you, when you, when your life's coming at you a mile a minute. And well, especially only- we, we live in an age where information of all kinds is coming to us. I mean, let alone our own Everybody. lives. I mean, we're just bombarded our watch, with data. Phone, TV. Right. You go outside. Your neighbor's having an argument on his phone. Who are you? Oh, are yeah. You? Is that going to spill out into this direction? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I had. Here's what I did a long time ago. I, since I'm starting to combine a lot of exercises, a lot of mental exercises I've come up with with, with the ones I've learned. All right, so bear with me and tell me if I lose you on this one, because I've never explained right. it before. But oh my okay. goodness, the last three days of my life have been insane. So I figure it like this. Let's me and you picture Debbie right now. Okay. okay? When you picture Debbie right now, what is she doing? <laughs> She's ragging on me. <laughs> no, 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 no. If, if you would have pictured where she's at and what she's doing right now, like in this moment. Oh, to be like actual this actual time. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if she's listening to. She might be listening to this program. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if she she's doing something to like work on herself because she does that so much. She does a lot of okay. work on herself. See, now I picture Debbie. I picture her sitting on the sofa at her laptop getting some schoolwork done while she's Yeah, okay. Well, that's right, because she's got a course going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the fact of the matter is both of us are completely wrong. She might not even be home. She might be in the bathroom. She might be cooking in the kitchen. (laughs) So this visionary, this person we're picturing is not Debbie G. Now, I don't know how Debbie G feels about the current price of tea in China. I just have what I think. So now, so not only is that not the, the, the two WGs we're seeing are separate WGs and none of them are the real one. Hmm. Okay. We would have to know everything she's thinking, everything she's going to all to conclude. We would have to know everything about her and where she was at this moment. Cause we'd have to have a camera to see, you know, that there's a cup on the shelf behind her instead of a, a plate. Yeah. I, I think what we actually were tapping into 
is the energy of WG. We know the energy of WG. We just don't know what that energy is doing right now. Yes. So every time we visualize WG, every time we're not visualizing that WG, we're visualizing right. our version of WG. Mm -hmm. And so I did this a while ago because I wanted to be, I, I wanted to get my dad a Rolls Royce, half a million dollar car. I want to get it for him. And when I try to envision myself giving it to him, the universe says, you can't do that. You don't have enough. No one would take you to do that. And just wasn't letting me sit with it. So for me, I need to come up with a way to trick my ego to shut the hell up long enough so I can sit in a good space and feel good mm -hmm. about giving my dad this Rolls Royce. And when I came to the realization that the dad I'm envisioning is not my real dad, because I envisioned him sitting on the sofa and my real dad was playing tennis at the time where I had originally came up with this. Mm -hmm. So for me, in my imaginary world, to give an imaginary Rolls Royce to my imaginary father, the ego has to shut the hell up. It can't say, no, you can't. You can't afford that because I can. It can't say you don't already have that because I do. It can't say you didn't just give it to your father because I did. Not that one. I gave it to this one, though. And I've been able to do this to manifest so much in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just tricking the ego and to shutting up, basically. So I take this trip to New York and I end up at the, it's a place called the summit. It's like 76 floors. So it's over New York. Basically there's mm -hmm. mirrors every freaking where there's people <laughs> everywhere. It's like an optical illusion, but you have this beautiful view of New York. So this is what I was doing. I was taking this exercise and instead of just applying it to people and like cars, I wanted to apply it to my surroundings too. Okay. I wanted to, I wanted to see myself in New York. And every time the ego says, you're not in New York, you're in Florida. I said, my mental me is in mental New York. And once I did that, the ego didn't just sit down and shut up. It's like it left the room to go have lunch. No kidding. So I wasn't forcing it out. It just went to go do something else peacefully. And, and it wasn't coming so back immediately like it was like normally. So, so it's like you, you basically gave the ego a reason that the ego could accept as to why it was okay for you to be doing this activity. Exactly. There's no type of internal struggle going on. And that opened up the floodgates because every person, every coffee pot, every business deal, every dollar, every item, everything, I just started applying in my mind. This is the mental world version of that. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, I got a phone call and I landed <clears> this deal for $1 million and the ego went to step up and punch me in the face real quick. And I said, in that world, and he faded back. And the key thing about this, because you might, people might hear that, but I'll give it a shot. I don't know. It might sound a little crazy. The thing about this is that day that I kind of really, because I've been doing this for years, but never like this. Never with every situation, everything. I this, in other words, this world right here is secondary. The physical world, what I'm seeing, means doesn't mean shit to me because it just keeps changing. And what was yesterday, what was five minutes ago, was gone. I can't. But up here, that's the future, and that's what we're all looking for, looking forward to. Scared. Some of us are scared of it, but either way, the future is what our constant path is. So the day I decided to do this, I woke up on my own to the moment. And saw the the horizon of New York and New Jersey. Oh, me nice. in me in that apartment. I saw that so many times. Mm. It's like my mind was pushing me into this scenario 
while I'm walking through the hallway, it, I, I'm, I look to the side at the wall and I would just see New York. And I was like, yo, my, my mind is doing this for me. This is insane. Let me capitalize on this. So I was doing crazy, like a lot of mental exercises, capitalizing on top of that, running scenarios, making sure mm-hmm. I saw me and my daughter there, me and my son there, me and my dad there, me doing this business deal there, me going and getting in the elevator and waiting for it to go downstairs. You know, you got to imagine the boy and born parts too, because those are things that are going to happen in life. So here's what happened. The key, the second day comes around. And you know how day two is. All the mental exercises, you do them less on day two than you do day one. Sure. And so I sat back in my chair, my, my recliner, and I said, all right, I really like this exercise. And I don't know how it came to me in an explosion of more mental exercises than I've ever done in one day. But this is day two, and I like to keep this fuego going. And how do you do that? You got to keep practicing. It's like jogging. You got to stay fit. So I need to proactively do it more on day two. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I'm going to have to proactively do this every day for the rest of my life. Sure. If you if you want to keep the pattern going, you're going to have to put a little effort into it. So, yeah, it became this whole thing. And so now I call it the wall because I can look at the wall in front of me and I'm like this. This is how I, this is just how I see it to help me wrap my head around it more to, to shut the ego up. Anybody can choose however you want to see it. As long as your goal is to shut the ego up, that's the winning goal. So I see the physical world in front of me, that wall with the TV on it, and and there's a mirror right there. That's the physical world. Now, the mental world is kind of like, for me, what's on the other side of that wall. And I got to back up a little bit. I live on the basis that if you're in a room because it's physics. It's already been proven. If you're in a room with no windows, the only thing on the other side of that wall is possibilities. You might say, no, there's grass and there's a fence. Mm-mm. That's perception. That's what we're projecting. Everything is in life. People, a lot of people know this. Life is basically a hologram being projected from the edge of the universe. We see things and we feel magnetic touches. You will never touch your two fingers together. That's just two positive or two negative charges giving resistance. You will never truly hug your kids it's just magnetic resistance. It's just, you just can't see it because it's smushed together. Mm-hmm. So for me, what's on the other side of that wall is just black, blank possibility. So it's easy for me, and it took years to implement that, but it's easier for me to see that blank, blank possibility as my mental space, the mm-hmm. other side of the coin, the mm-hmm. other side of the wall. In the physical world, this is happening. In the mental world, me being in that skyscraper is what's happening. So the other, and then the other side of that wall basically is me standing on a skyscraper. And that wall through persistence and spending time with it, that skyscraper will kind of penetrate into reality. And then that's what I'll be looking at. You know what I mean? And that's how manifestations happen. Like, you know, just to give a little quick visual. Okay. So now I have a good title for it because I've called it so many different things. I've called it surface. I've called it Gaia. I've called it Ashira. I've called that mental essence other world you know you know that version of my dad so many different things and nothing really stuck but the wall seems to be dope for me because it's like there's a wall of reality and on the other side it's possibility the other side is what's going to happen next and i get to see it up here i can't see it with these eyes all i see is that wall but with this eye i see what's on the other side of the wall and i gotta tell you once i put that in place Day three came and I topped the amount of mental exercises I did in day on day one. 
And by top, do you mean what? Deep frequency. How many, okay. how many times I woke up and actually saw myself doing what I want to be doing with my life, being where I want to be with my life. I'm talking about beaches. I'm talking about uh, the, the New York trip. I'm talking about being in California and staring at the mountains all day. You know, when I went to California, everybody thought I was club hopping and going and me and mm -mm. I go on a beach and I just go live. And I, and I would go live and people thought I was going to say stuff. And no, it was just a solid hour of me live streaming the mountains, mm. of the beach, because you don't see mountains and beaches close to each other in America that much. Not very often. No, that's pretty rare. Yeah. So it was a really dope thing. But that's me. So, so being back, being able to go back to those spaces in my mind and not have the ego say, that's not where you're at. You're home. You know what it would take to get there? You'd have to find a babysitter. You'd have to book a plane ticket. It's a five hour flight. Without my ego being able to say any of that, I was able to sit in the headspace of I'm staring at the beautiful California horizon where I'm abundant. I can have what I want, go where I want power. You know, it's all, there's, there's no, holding back because i hate going on vacation and and you're feeling good you ever go on vacation with a whole lot of money in your in your bank account and you're feeling good but then you see that one thing that you can't buy because no. it's like yeah, that's a little too much a little pricey there yeah so being able to block all that out has been one of my main goals and mm -hmm. out of all the exercises i've done I probably combined like six of them into this one and have come up with this thing i call the wall and it has been just serving me. Serving. It sounds really good. I, there's something I want to ask you about, um, because as soon as you were describing your wall uh, or the concept of the wall, the very first thing that came to my mind, because I like the, it, not only is it a good explanation, it's a great, um, it's a model. It's a great model for, for describing how the process works. And I really like that a lot. And as soon as I heard what the model was and how to express the model, I thought to myself, we humans, have a very strong tendency to look at the wall, imagine what's beyond the wall, and then immediately check the wall to see if it's there yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what? YouTube and internet hasn't made that any better. That's right, yeah, Instant exactly. Instant gratification, yeah, yeah. information at your fingertips. Good things come to those who wait, and, and that's a real, real, real saying. To whom much is given, much is tested. What greater test than the test of time? So the question I have for you about it is, well, it's two questions, really. First, do you find yourself drawn at all to comparing what's on the actual wall? Or second question, what does it take for you to stay on the other side of the wall and not worry about what, what you're seeing on the wall itself? I've been able to go on the other side of the wall and stay there for longer than I've ever been able to do any mental exercise in my life. And what do you attribute that to? I think it's the, just the realness of it. I think it's really? a space. So it I has think become very space. real to you. No, I, I, I think it's a space where I was, I was supposed to be. So uh -huh. it's a lot easier for me to be there. Like when I meditate and I try to clear my mind of just no thought, I got a couple seconds before something kicks in and said, you got to get mm -hmm. eggs on the way home. And, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and the more you meditate, the better you get at it, but you're not. People who say to meditate in this absence of thought for 10 minutes, they're bullshitting. Something's pot unless you're a monk somewhere and you have zero responsibility, zero family, you still gotta plant your garden. Mm -hmm. You're not getting a full ten minutes of absence of thought. And so that's just a small example of doing exercises that might be good for you, but you you're obviously not spent meant to spend a lot of time there. Mm -hmm. You know? 
And when you start doing something you're, you're meant to do, you feel good there. It's open, it's easy, and you stay. And you're describing something that fits. It just just fits you like a glove, and and it's almost like you're not even wearing a glove. I've come up with probably over a 1,000 mental exercises in the past 14 years I've been doing this. Mm. And I've had to combine so many of them to come up with these little transformers or Voltrons, I guess you could say, with multiple parts. (laughs) But But even they still don't stick. Like the mm-hmm. I deserve is a great, great exercise. And when I, when it beeps on my phone or on my, on my phone or on my wrist, when it beeps to do the I deserve, I'm supposed to say, I deserve that house. I deserve this life. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be healthy. I don't make it to 10 because the door is knocking Amazon. I remember I got to answer this email. Mm-hmm. So something about that is great, but something about that is also pulling me away. Well, because so, the, the the so-called real world is a draw. What we wouldn't be here if it wasn't. I mean, as much as we often like to complain about the craziness and the drama and so forth, we're hooked on it. We yeah. love it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. as a, we, it's because we love progression. And in order to progress, you have to one exceed what you did before, which means you have to fail a couple times. Mm. So as much as people say they hate failing, it's a part of winning. Oh, and yeah. you actually, and, and that's, I, I got to get back into it because I came to this really crazy realization like a couple of weeks ago that made me really appreciate failures. And I think it was after a night after one of our shows, I was in the garage having a session and it really made me appreciate all the failures in life because they got me here. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't try them or I didn't fail at them, I'd still be back there struggling to get here. Right now I'm struggling to get where I want to go. But guess what? I used to be back there struggling to get. And it took, and it's just the saying that they always say, everything you've been through, it took all of that to get you to be the person you are. And that is such an underestimated statement. Because if you really dive into it, you will be able to appreciate everything negative that's ever happened to you. I mean, especially if you're living a good life. If you're living a shitty life, then... Well, I think it even applies there too. And, and I love what you're saying about uh, failure. The, the one thing that's always bugged me about failure is the word itself because it has, well, it has this failed aspect to it, this feeling of, ugh, you just screwed up. And you didn't screw up. That's the thing. You, when, when something doesn't work out, it, this is actually one of the few times I like the word sin. I normally don't like most uh, vernacular that comes out of religion. But this is one of the few times I like the word sin because the original meaning of the word sin is to miss the mark. Like you have a bone and arrow and you're aiming at a target and you're aiming at the bullseye and you fire the arrow and it doesn't hit the bullseye. It's a sin. You just missed the mark. And like anytime you miss the mark, what do you do? Well, you just pull another arrow out. <laughs> you just fire again. It's not a big deal. It does, at that point, it no longer has all of the, the negative charge associated with, oh, my God, you failed, you screwed up, you <laughs> sinner, you. Was just, no, you just missed, for goodness sake. <laughs> and growth, growth plays into that so much because let's say you missed the bullseye and you're all pissed off, right? But you hit one over. Yeah, right. You're still going to be a little upset because you were aiming for the bullseye. But last week you were just trying to get on the paper. Exactly. Yeah. So time frame wise, if your today's result won over from the bullseye, if you had that result last week, you'd have been ecstatic. 
In fact, so, you actually you experienced that specifically and directly because you used to be a police officer. You would go into a range and you would practice hitting a target on the bullseye. Yeah, but I never missed, so I don't really know if I. <laughs> <laughs> I was never won over. But no, actually, honestly, I shot all 100s my entire police career. Except Did you really? I missed one target. Wow. One time, and it's 98.6 because uh, it's, it's 50. Now, no, okay. Now, there, there's a lesson in here. The fact that you were able to do that so consistently, can you, can you like zero in? Can you hone in on, on why it is you were able to do that so well, so consistently? I'm going to say two things because I had never shot a gun until in the police academy when they were mm-hmm. training to shoot a gun. Right. I'm going to say two things. I was extremely cocky about shooting because, you know, for me, all my heroes could really shoot. My dad was a cop. All my cousins were cops. So SWAT team movies, Rambo, anybody who had a machine gun and was hitting right, their right. targets was like, that's who I wanted to be like. And I, and I, and I'm like, my dad's, you know, the head of narcotics squad in the most dangerous city in America, and he's shooting, I could shoot. So mm-hmm. it was partly that. And now, you know what? I'm going to put the other 50% because I'm going to go 50 50 with this one <laughs> video games. Ah. I played a lot of video games. I still play video games. Um, they help hand eye coordination. Mm. Shooting, one of my lieutenants, he did it. It was so funny. He said, put your hand like that and point at someone, point at everyone in this room. And if you had a laser on your finger, you would hit every single person mm. because you're, it's just in us. Now you line it up and get a little bit better. Now, if you have me, who's been doing that with video games since he was <laughs> old enough to play a video game, that's a lot of practice. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I would really attribute my shooting to those two things. I, I didn't know about the law of attraction. So it was just pure confidence and cockiness in my ability to shoot. Plus all the practice I had done over the year with hand-eye coordination. You know, I was extremely athletic. Football, karate is all about precision movements, mm-hmm. timing, making sure you don't get hit, counteracting someone's movement, using their weight shift against them, whether they're leaning, pushing, or pulling. So it was for me. It's always been a, a, a life has always been a smooth flow. But now yeah. that I look back, I, I think it just, also I think it also carries over to your practice in applying the law of attraction. I, I think the same thing has happened there because you have a tremendous track record of being able to, to use your word, to laser in, to hone in on exactly where it is that you need to go. That's what I was just about to say. At the end of the day, I would just chalk it all up to the law of attraction now that I know what that is. But but it's also your ability to apply, to to take that, that knowledge about LOA that you have and apply it by aiming at your, your target, the target being like the new process or the new practice that you want to apply or the new way of doing it. And then doing it, not yeah. missing it, not going off in a bunch of different directions, but just hitting it, hitting the target every time. You're really good at that. You know, I don't even have it on me right now. I'm slightly embarrassed. Um, I know I told you about the little washers that yeah. I keep, the little clear washers. I was getting a massage the other day and I had one on my ring finger. Mm-hmm. I mean, on my, on my pointer finger because I didn't want to, I didn't, I know. It can fit on my finger up to here, which means it's not going to fall off, but it won't fit on my, only fits on my pointing finger up to here. So it's in danger of falling off at all times. Got it. And that's my awakeness. When it's about to fall off, when I need to check myself, I'm going to do a mental exercise. And I wanted to really do that while I was doing a massage. And I I told a guy uh, something about it the week before, two weeks before. So when I saw him and he he pulled my arm back, he just started laughing. He was like, what do you have on your finger? And I said, yeah, you remember this thing that I, he was like, so you're really, 
while we're doing this, you're doing mental exercises. You're appreciating mm. life. You're coming. I said, yeah, because I know what it yields. Mm. If I didn't have faith in this, for one, it wouldn't work because thoughts become things. If you don't think it's going to work, it's not going to work for you. It's true. But I know this shit is, sorry for my language, it's gotten me retirement and all this other crazy <laughs> stuff I've been doing. And it's off of strict mental exercise, mental discipline, doing these works out, workouts. The guys who go to the gym, The Rock goes to the gym six days a week. Mm-hmm. And he says he spends six hours a day in the gym. I am The Rock up here. I'm putting in while most people at work for 40 hours, I'm at home doing this. They think I'm just sitting over here twiddling my thumbs. No, no, that is not what's happening. I'm, I'm reshaping, reframing things. I wanted to ask you about this. Around how long, because everybody's different, especially what stage they are in their life. Around how long does it take? For you to manifest something bigger than like a cheeseburger or, you know, for me, it's like 13 to 14 days. Like when I wanted my truck, there was, I wasn't, there was no, you know, money wasn't, you know, everything was like pointing to no, but I really wanted the truck because I wanted a trailer and I needed a truck to pull it. 13 days later, I leased my truck and I still have it now. So I have like a 14 day turnaround on, you know, most things that I want. Uh, fame and fortune, that's taken a little bit longer. You know, some things might have took longer, but right now where I'm at in my life is a 13, 14 day turnaround. So what I do with that is, and this is new, I count it up. What's 14 days from now? Mm-hmm. 14 days from now uh, is December 24th. Okay. So on the other side of the wall, what best case scenario is my December 24th look like? Because I'm, if I'm going to manifest something, it might as well be that 14-day mark, right? Yeah, if you might as well make it Christmas Eve, too. I mean, that's a great time to do it, that's right? That's <laughs> true. When I first thought of this, it was the 22nd uh, when I first, when it's first hit. <clears throat> but now it's Christmas Eve, so it's even better. So when I, when some of my mental exercises tonight will be, I'll be on the other side of the wall. I'll be spell- celebrating Christmas Eve with my family and with a two-story uh, in that building. You know, lights, camera, action. This is New York. This is where it is. And anytime the ego kicks in, guess what? It is Christmas Eve on the other side of the wall. And that is my family. There's a beautiful, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a beautiful aspect to this other side of the wall um, process that you do. If, it, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just filling up with phlegm right now. But um, if you can maintain your focus in this way, it doesn't really matter whether or not stuff shows up on the wall itself because it's always on the other side of the wall. Yeah. So you never have to worry about that piece. It's always there. And and, and that, that's you, powerful because as long as you don't have the, the reason, if you don't have some reason to go need and, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to need to have some way to uh, make sure that it's actually happening. As long as you don't have that, you don't do it. You don't, you, you, you don't go out of your way to figure out, well, geez, has it shown up in my real life yet? Because no. there's not a need to. It's, it's all, first of all, it's already there over there. And I know people say, well, that's not here. I want it here. Once again, here is constantly, I am giving zero credit to the wall that's in front of me right now. Cause an airplane could crash through and take it out right now. A meteor could end us all right now. I'm giving no credit to any of this because the only thing constant is change. So why would I, when all of this could be wiped out immediately? Mm-hmm. I know a person, uh, not to, last week, Left the house, 
and saw their house, saw their whole house in ashes on Facebook a couple hours later. Wow. That's how they, that's how they found out. Didn't no lie. So what's right now, I, it's got such less value to me because look that I started that sentence a second ago. It's gone. That moment's gone. That me that was that age, 41 and three quarters and 17 eighths <laughs> is gone. I'm a new, more experienced me. You're going to say something I'm about to learn from right now that makes me a totally different me than I was before. And that me that just said that is gone now that we're in a new moment. This moment holds zero value to me. The other side of the wall is more important now. That, that's really interesting, that last phrase that you uttered, because so often we and guests on the program and so forth talk about the importance of living in the now. But you just kind of turned it on its head and said, well, you know, what's in the now has zero value. You literally use that that phrase. That That's kind of the opposite of what we're used to hearing. It is. But guess what? It's two sides of every coin when you're dealing mm. with this thing called life. You know, joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. At first, there was darkness. Darkness gave light, you know, birth to light, which is the first form of duality. And from there, everything else kind of spawned off into having top bottom. Big, short, fat, skinny, inside out. There's duality everywhere, and we got to mm. accept both of them. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to cherish this moment because it's way beautiful than the ones before. But at the same time, you got to recognize that this, that moment I was just talking about is gone. So F it. And I know that my future is writing the script for my next, my mind is writing the script for my next moment. So that one is going to be more important to me. And guess what? While I'm on the other side of the wall, it's one of the biggest things. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not, this is going to happen. When I'm on the other side of the wall, it's December 24th right now. That version of my daughter, that version of my son, that version of my dad, they're with me. Right now. So when the ego tries to say, yeah, but they're at work right now. I ain't talking about them. I don't know what they're doing, but I know what they're doing. You, you just yeah. said something very, very profound. You said that what's on the other side of the wall, December 24th. How'd you say it? It's not going to happen. It's happening. It's not going to happen. That, that, that's pretty big stuff there. What's on the other side of the wall, December 24th, is not going to happen. It, 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 that's kind of a really effective way of separating ourselves from that. Well, I got to check to see if it's actually happening on the wall. Mm, I hate the whole gonna will. I, that, I, like one of the first things they tell you in the secret is you got to get that out your head. If you are going to visualize anything, you have to visualize it right now. Mark eleven twenty four. whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you already have it and it will be yours. So everyone who's saying, God, dear God, bring me a car. Please bring me a car. You are manifesting a future. Where you're saying again, dear God, bring me a car, which means you can never get given that car. And people wonder why their prayers go unanswered. You're asking wrong. This, this is a very life. interesting point. This is this is really interesting. I'll tell you why. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull up a quote. I'm, I'm on the Abraham Hicks email list that gets sent out. Uh, I think it's five days a week or seven days a week. I can't remember which. But uh, it's, it's regular. You know, it goes out regularly. And there was uh, one of their... Emails that went out in the last, oh, I think it was sometime this week. I'm going to see if I can find the exact one that literally addressed this question of wanting. And the way they said it was really interesting. I'm going to be curious to know what your take is. And I'm, I'm actually looking for it right now just to see if I can find it. Um, 
while we're talking here because they they basically said that yeah here it is okay i got it the entire universe is set up to produce wanting within you you cannot squelch wanting you are born wanters wanting is a good thing write that down in big letters and it says in caps wanting is a very good thing so what do you think of that in the context of what we're talking about couch coins i I call it i call it couch coins people who say money isn't everything money's not everything money won't bring you happiness okay do me a favor empty out your bank accounts Go on your sofa, get all the coins out, hand it all away, and tell me money isn't everything when your kids are asking for food tonight for dinner. Okay? I have wants, material wants. I want to fly airplanes, paramotors. I want to drive fast cars. That's not going nowhere. In the beginning of my Law of Attraction journey, certain books and passages and places and things and people made me feel like it was wrong to want these things. And though mm. I tr- And I tried to go against my instincts because my instincts wanted me to have these things right right tried to go against that and it just didn't feel right and i gave up almost immediately i know there's things i want and i know i'm meant to have them so i might as well come up with techniques to go get them a lot of people i talk to are so do not like talking about material material things and i, I know a couple of people that will tell you that they don't want for material things and they lie they lie. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're lying so much. They want to bed in, to in, in one sense, they're lying. In another sense, I think they're trying to do what you're doing with the wall. They're trying yeah, but, to create a wall that. But that's denial. Go beyond. Everybody wants a bed to sleep in as opposed to a, a floor. Because listen, if you outside and you don't and you don't even got a cardboard box and it's raining and you live in Connecticut in December, you want some shelter. <laughs> you do real fast. Okay, <laughs> so don't tell me you. I don't want anything. I don't want for anything. I hate it when people say that. Go about it differently because denial ain't going to get you nowhere except for more situations where you're in denial. And and I do like the way that Abraham wrote that in that email because they were saying, celebrate the wanting. You Wanting is good for you. It's great. It's wonderful. It's the reason you came here. You don't need to, to, to put it aside like it's something to be ashamed of because you're, it's, it's some sort of an expression of lack. No, it's an expression of this is where I want to be. Yeah. If I was a monk, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just walk around quiet. I want to spread the news that I got. I want to talk. I want to speak to people. I want to help the world. I rejoice in the things that I want. Now there's a slippery slope where you become obsessed with them and it becomes a feeling of lack mm, and feeling of go. lack manifests more feeling of lack. Yeah. So there's a healthy, a list of things that you can do to straddle that line, right? Because it is a slippery slope. It's like a tightrope walk from an Empire State Building while the wind is blowing. <laughs> it's like life is trying to knock you off into the, the lust phase of wanting. But want to me is a healthy desire. I want a Lambo, Lamborghini very bad. Um, however, Someone at this guy, I'm trying to set up this deal. I should have a half a million dollars in my account by the end of uh, January. He was like, if you get the Lamborghini, I suggest you don't pay for it cash. And when we got to talking about it, I wouldn't even get the Lamborghini. I would get the Rave, the Rolls Royce Rave. Really? It it costs a little bit less than the Lamborghini for one, and it's got four seats. I got a family. 
Uh-huh. I got to take my kids place. You know In what other I'm words, saying? You want so, to be practical is what you're saying. <laughs> so all that wanting a Lamborghini and you give me the money and I turn around and get something else. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a healthy want for me that I can push to the side at any given moment and I won't let it consume me or make me feel like I'm lacking something in my life. That, that key word that you used was healthy. And I think what healthy means in this context is the fact that any word can have any vibrational association that we want to apply to it. Words don't automatically have one vibration attached to them. They can have anyone that we want. And by saying healthy, what you're saying is high vibe want. Yep. There's a high vibe want and there's a low vibe want. I could say love, love, love all day. But if in my mind, I'm running a negative love scenario, it's a different vibration. So I like to say healthy because that word just really resonates me with me. Yeah. Um, and for me, that health just means my thought isn't going anywhere near lack mm. because I don't want to manifest more lack. Right now, I'm lacking the Lamborghini because when I walk into my garage, I don't expect to see a Lamborghini in my garage. I don't expect to see it in front of my house. I don't expect to see it in my life right now. I'm trying to. I'm doing mental exercises to do it. But mm. sixty to 70,000 thoughts on average per day per person most of them on autopilot. Most of them don't see a Lamborghini every day. It, it That's shows. why being rich and famous is so, so hard to obtain. Because if you've never done it, it's hard to see it without the ego kicking your back. And that's why you jump on the other side of the wall and do it over there. <laughs> well, it shows why it's so important to do the exercise of jumping on the other side of the wall. And why yes. it's important to give so much time and energy to it. Because, like you said, there's only so much time in the day and there's all these thoughts going on. Well, okay, how are you going to allocate your time? You you described it earlier. You, you said, I don't just sit around twiddling my thumbs. I'm doing these exercises all day yes. long. I'm either and, doing and, exercises or coming up with new ones. And ultimately, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's what all of us do to one extent or another. I mean, I didn't spend my day coming up with exercises, but I spent a large portion of my day exploring things that, you know, things, ideas, beliefs, all that kind of stuff from the real world that, I, that I'm interacting with, but trying to explore them from a perspective that says, I feel good as I'm doing this. I'm, I'm high vibe as I'm doing this. And as I'm, I'm exploring that, I'm getting information. I'm getting, I'm getting new ideas. I'm getting, you know, an education and I am practicing staying in that high vibe space. Cause that's ultimately what the wall exercise is. It's practicing staying in the high vibe space instead yeah. of being torn down or pulled down by what's going on on the wall. Yeah. The ego stepping in saying you can't, or you won't, or you haven't in the past. Um, it's funny. You said the word exploring, you spent your day exploring. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people are getting it wrong, but more and more of the world are coming to terms. It's that I think they know it all. After you graduate yeah. high school, you know it all. There's nothing I can learn from these hippies on that LOA Today show. The all of attraction, ah, that's nonsense. Bad stuff just happens to some people. They think they know it all, so they're not seeking that next form of information. In order to explore, you have to first acknowledge that you don't know what the hell everything is, so there's something to learn from your exploration. So yeah. I commend you on that. And I know that's why you have this show, because you're curious. You're not just going to, like when I, when I was raised, it was sit down, Here's the Bible. That's all you need to know. Mm. If you decide to look elsewhere for information, there's a big fiery pit that you're going to burn in for all yeah. of eternity. Not just yeah. one lifetime, all of eternity. Fiery pit, toenails getting ripped out, yeah. out. Yeah. So it's like, don't stray outside of this book. This is all you need to know. You won't ever have to do. No. As humans, we are explorers. 
We look for new things within ourselves. We look for new things in our house. We we're adventurers and we love, love getting new information. I love the phrase, be curious, not judgmental, because that's really Good. what we're talking about here. That you're, when you're curious, you want to explore, you want to check things out. You want to find out new stuff. But when you're judgmental, you got, you figure you've already got it figured out. Like you were describing the person who thinks he's got the answer to everything. He's got it all figured out. And that's most people. Unfortunately, most 16 year olds just have that. So when you get out of high school, <laughs> it's even strengthened because you're two years of being the big dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, the junior and the senior on campus, then you get in the big world and then you learn that you kind of don't know everything, but you still think you kind of do. And it's like, we got to break out of that. One thing you said real quick reminded me of something somebody said to me when they said, oh, man, today I have to go to this meeting. And he said, how about you change that to I get to go to this meeting? Mm. And that's hard to do if the meeting's sucky or if the sucky event you're going to. But then remember, compound exercise, wrap in the fact that you love all the negative and positive that have happened to you because they were necessary and they're going to be necessary. If you want to get to be a CEO of a company, you have to first stop working. For a CEO. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable. Get out of your comfort zone. It is. Something, but guess what? It's a necessary step. So if you get fired and then get hired, which I'm pretty sure we've all done before, guess what? You got to appreciate getting fired because you wouldn't ever even step foot in that building that you got hired at. By so the way, there's, got- al- there's also a, an intermediate step here that I think kind of gets skipped over because, I mean, it's not something we normally focus on when we're trying to lay out a scenario like this. Quite understandably, but it, in in terms of how you actually end up experiencing it, it's it's pretty significant. Like you said, you have to first step into the space of you're not working for somebody else. Well, an odd thing happens when you do that. You're you're in an in between place because you've stopped working for somebody else, but you aren't actually running the the in, in on the wall. The wall portion version of this isn't playing out yet. So you're kind of like an in between waiting space, and that's it. And a strange thing happens in that space. All of a sudden, you have all this time available, and you don't know what to do with it. Like, no, no, no. My experience has always been somebody's telling me what to do with my time. I'm supposed to do this from 8 to 9. From 9 to 10, I do that, and then I go to this meeting from 10 to 11. It's all scheduled out for me. And all of a sudden, the schedule is gone. What am I going to do? i got to do something with this. I don't know what to do. And you know what? When you say it like that, for the same reason most people can't sit in a quiet chair for three minutes without getting antsy and picking up their phone, that might happen. Whereas a meditative soul, if you catch me in a moment outside with nothing to do, I'm going to stare at the trees and I'm going to be in a moment of bliss. Hoping and no that's one the difference right there. Because that, that person who, who came to that conclusion said, staring at the trees is doing something. I'm not worried about not doing something. Actually, if, if I found myself not doing anything, I know I'd be dead. <laughs> because That's it's not possible to not do anything. At the end of the day, if this wall you see in front of you means nothing because it's about to be gone. Okay. And it just left and there's another version of it here. And that other wall is the future. And I don't have to worry because I know it's coming because thoughts become things. We all know we focused on things and it's happened in our life. All I got to do is sit back and chill. And mm-hmm. that's when you get to enjoy, be in joy and love life. Now that sounds like what we're supposed to be doing in life. How about Being that? positive yeah. about our futures and enjoying the moment. Well, that is the, the layout. That's the formula for it right there. You might have to do some work to wrap your head around some of the concepts, 
But by golly, that's a daggone formula I like to stick by. You used a phrase, too, that I think gets very, very bad misinterpretation. By golly? Nope. <laughs> well, that, that one also. That, well, that's, that has its own. Came problem. out of nowhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. Be chill. Be chill. Yeah. The association yeah. I think most people have with be chill is that you're doing nothing. Be lazy. They think things lazy. But that's but, not lazy. But but that but that's not doing nothing. There, no. There, there's no nothingness going on in chill. My boy has a shirt that says doing nothing is something. Yeah. And it's crazy thing about it is some people get it and some people this is his logo. He has his company logo and just that's written on there. Some people get that and some people don't. A lot of people aren't going to get that. They're just like, what does that mean? And I'm like, dude, I know exactly what that means, you know? <laughs> and think about it like this. If you, all right, you have thoughts, past, present, or future, negative or positive. When you're proactively thinking, you're watering siege. You're contributing mm -hmm. to what's going to happen to you next, okay? When you're present, you're letting God's plan unfold. The universe is planning for you. You're present. You're letting it happen to you. Ever want to make God laugh? Tell him your plan because his plan is so much <laughs> bigger than yours. So being present is exactly that. So if I'm going to do something with my day, I can either be having negative thoughts, producing a negative future. I could be having positive thoughts, producing a positive future, or I could be present, letting God's plan unfold, which is bigger and better than both of those. Guess what? Doing nothing is the most important thing I could do today. When we're talking about this doing nothing thing, where there, I, I maintain there is no such thing as doing nothing. The closest we humans can come to truly doing nothing is trying to avoid anything, trying to avoid everything, really, and just that. You can't be chill. You can't be cool. You 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 can't be feeling good when you're doing that because that is an activity of block 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 resist mm -hmm. resist resist. It's it's very energetic in a negative way. It's, it's exhausting and it will send you into a depression faster than anything known to human, humankind. But it's not doing nothing. It's about as far from doing nothing as you can get because you're just constantly block, 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 yeah. block, block, block. It, it, it's exhausting because it takes effort to do all that. I would, I would call it relaxing, but relaxing gives off the notion of, huh. And when you're laying in a chair with your eyes closed, seemingly doing nothing, you're constantly like Wonder Woman. You're shielding off these mm -hmm. random thoughts that are coming at you in attempt to chill, in attempt to relax. So to relax in itself is work, repeated work. Block that thought. Block that thought. Get back present. Good or bad, block it off. Get back present. Good or bad, block it off. Get back present. So relaxing in itself is a chore, but it yields the greatest reward. You're letting the universe's plan unfold for you, which is way bigger than your plan. You were quick. You never answered before. What's your, what's your turnaround? How many days? You know, I was thinking about that when you were talking and I'm not sure I can put a specific number to it because there's some stuff that shows up in minutes. Yeah. That's what stuff... I said. Outside of this stuff, I call those cheeseburgers because you know, you, you, <laughs> cheeseburgers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> outside of stuff that shows up in minutes, stuff that's a little bit bigger. <sighs> That would make some, that would take some moving pieces, some outside. But track. even there it varies. Like, like recently, what, one of the things that, uh, I, I've mentioned to uh, listeners that I have a whole bunch of plates up in the air right now and I haven't identified what they all are, but I can, I can tell you what one of them was. One of them was my vehicle was on its last legs. I needed to get a new vehicle and I didn't want to just have any vehicle. And, and the price of, of cars right now is ridiculous because of yeah, the computer chip, yeah. uh, pro, you know, uh, shortage that's been going on. So I, I wanted to make sure I really got a, the best deal I could possibly get 
make it uh, as inexpensive as I could and still get a really good vehicle out of it. And what I ended up getting was a, was quite a bit an older car. It, it's actually a 10-year-old Toyota Camry, but it only had 45,000 miles on it. I mean, it's a Camry. Jeez, I know. I mean, they go 210 easy. <laughs> easy, easy. I, and I got it for like a fraction of what you would normally pay for a Camry, right? Now, how did I get that? Well, I manifested. How did I manifest it? Did I just sit back and visualize? Well, I did that, but it's not the only thing I did. I also took some action. I went out and looked for stuff. I started, and an interesting thing happened when I was doing that. I found myself, the more that I explored, the more I looked, the more I, 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 because of the the pre-planning I had done, the more interested I was in finding that really great deal. Mm -hmm. Instead of talking myself out of the possibility of finding it, I talked myself into the likelihood that I would find it. And sure enough, I found it. <laughs> and it was and <laughs> There was a tennis match. Don't, no one, please do not forget about the tennis match. Mm. No matter what you ask for in life, you will be shown, if not proven, that you cannot have it. And it's how you respond to that mentally and emotionally determines if and when you get it. Walt found a better car, a perfect, more perfect car with yeah. more perfect price and mileage. And the universe said no. When he found that it was under contract, he prayed for it to come out of contract and it didn't. It sold. But at that moment, he didn't run to Facebook and cry and say, oh, my God, they sold the car. Nope. He stood to his law of attraction practices. He stood confident in his ability to manifest. He kept putting his energy. Think of every thought like a drop of water. He kept putting dropping waters into the I already have this car. It's a part of my life. Vehicle is not a struggle for me anymore. Everything's whatever he was saying. And guess what? He got a car that wasn't as good as the other one, but I, you know, the one that sold, close, I've been, so. I'm pretty sure the one that he wanted first has already broken down. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that's true. But, but here's what I will say about it. Um, in answer to your question about how long it takes, the first one I waited, uh, let's see, how long was it? One, uh, it was, I waited 10 days on that one just to see, because it, it was literally under uh, deposit for 10 days, which is really unusual. Most most uh, dealerships won't hold it that long. But this particular one did. And I was being patient because I was first on the waiting list in case, well, didn't come through. Okay, so what what happened? What would happen next? Well, I needed to find something that was as close to that as I could. I got the next one in 24 hours. And you had it? I, oh, yeah. I, I had it in my, I, I literally signed the paperwork 24 hours later. Now that's an eleven day turnaround, baby. Well, is, is it eleven day or is it one day? Well, I, I, I tried to manifest the one that one didn't quite work out, and so I said, "Okay, I'm just going for the next one." And I got that one in twenty four. It was what I call God vehicle, God okay. four wheel vehicle. You manifest into life from start to finish, fourteen days, and not when you first said, mm, "I want a car," but when you first said, "I'm getting the car," mm. and you started looking online, "I'm, I'm going to make the effort." And that's oh, amazing. Oh, something, else, so, something else I have to mention too. The one that got away and the one that I ended up getting, the one that got away was two years older and they were identical color. Nice. Absolutely identical. I mean, the only thing that was different was the model year. <laughs> so you got a newer car. There you go. Yeah. Um, so the question is 11 days from now is, uh, um, the, the 20th. Mm -hmm. Looking on the other side of the wall. Best case scenario, I mean, you can't do it now because it's the end of the show and it's probably take you a while, but I want you to run every scenario on December 20th that you can run best case scenario. B 
be on the other side of the wall. And when the ego steps in and says, that's not what's happening in your home right now. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about in that world. That's what's happening. That's right. Like, that, and that's the distinction that keeps the ego out. That's the one that the ego says, oh, well, all right. If you're yeah. just going to imagine it, I can live with that. Without that, you're you're back to the ego kicking your back in, which means every time you think of that Lamborghini or that million dollar signing bonus, part of you is going to say, well, you don't have that yet. It may be da, 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 and you're in that constant little struggle that comes with affirmations. But put yourself in the right headspace, get the ego to shut up and you've succeeded. Yeah, at least, at least for that moment and then rinse and repeat. <laughs> well, 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 you can actually make it rather continuous because every time the ego wants to say something, you say, no, no, no it's just imagination. Just imagination. I'm not, I'm not saying real. I'm just saying imagination. And he goes, oh, all right, all right. I'll, I'll give then, you that one. Then you get to the point where I'm at right now, which is day three or four, where you're applying that to everything the ego says. I like it. Oh, that's over there. Oh, that's over there. You know, unless the ego tells me something like I drink this water and says, oh, you're all out of water. But see, I'm a planner. You know what I mean? I always have water. Always ready to go when <laughs> I need it. Out. And there's more. There's, we can keep going. Like, I keep water stopped. I listen. I, listen I, listeners, I, you have no idea. He, he's pulling out <laughs> bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle here. I, you know, all around the house, they're stationed. I'm a water nut. I love drinking water more than anything else. I go in restaurants. I guess people think I'm being cheap when I order water. No, I really do love water more than anything else. The only, the only thing I drink besides water is vodka and cranberry. And, you know, there's a, there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's like set yourself up, set your life up to where it's easier. Make things easier on yourself. And slight little last note, this drawer right here is the closest drawer to me. And most of the stuff in there I haven't touched in six months. It needs to get switched. Mm. By myself walking over there to get stuff. Put that here. Put that over there. Stuff like that. Little changes like that in your life. $5 phone chargers. Get four of them. Put one in your car, one in yourself, or one in your desk. Just make things a little bit easier, you know. Um, everywhere you can. I'm loving what you were talking about, though, uh, this model that you laid out, because really what you did is you gave us permission to separate the imagination from the reality. You have to. F reality. Be it's because, gone. I mean, let's be honest. We all tend to tie them together. Like, well, the imagination has to lead to reality. Otherwise, things, thoughts can't become things. No, no, no. Just let the imagination be where it is all by itself in its own little world. And it's perfectly okay. And Eventually, it'll be over here, not in your time. You don't have to worry about how that's going to happen. It's not relevant. Or how. Yeah, don't worry about the middleman. Don't worry Doesn't about matter. when. Nope. Enjoy this until that gets here. Yeah. And guess what? If you're spinning, if the other side of the wall is crappy, guess what? Enjoy no this until that gets here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's coming. I yeah. suggest you get a hold over your mind, your thoughts, do some of these mental exercises, and get your stuff together. Muscle memory. Muscle memory is the plan. And isn't it nice that we actually can gain that control? I mean, yeah, thank goodness. if we couldn't, that would suck. That would really suck bad. <laughs> yes. And the craziest part is, for the first half of my life, I thought I couldn't. Me too. Me too. Yep. Well, it's all about knowledge and information. Knowledge is power, man. They, they used to say that in the commercials, and, and I didn't know how serious that statement was. I don't think they knew how serious that statement was. To be perfectly honest, I don't think most of them get it. Some of them do, but most of them don't. I think that's why we're here, brother. I think so, too. 
And I'm so appreciative for the fact that you are here. I'm looking forward to Debbie G being back here with us as well. Because, man, when she adds to the vibe, oh, my, oh my God, God, that G vibe goes nuts. Dude, the stuff we were talking about today, mind you, this is probably, in my opinion, the best show we've ever done. The stuff we were talking today, she would have been jumping all over She'd that. been all over it, no doubt. No She'll doubt. Well, we're looking for that. Nice. She'll be back probably, I'm guessing, around Christmas. That that, that uh, ten to fourteen day window you're talking about that that's where I'm imagining right now. She's there. We go now. I'm gonna envision us in my penthouse on the computer there doing a show there. There it Oof. is. Yeah, there it is. Bring every scenario of your life on the other side of the wall. Tie it all nice in. One. I, I like that scenario. That's a really good one. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you too, Neil. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, too, you so much. You too. And shout out always to my military and first responders. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you to also to the podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.